Are you a man who keeps returning to porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors when what you really want is to be free? If so, we can help. Hi, my name is Jonathan, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for men who want to overcome any kind of sexual struggle or stronghold. Whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Our next workshop is coming up April 17th through the 19th in Texas, in the Hill Country, just north of San Antonio. Space is limited, so call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY to register. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit BeBroken.com. Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and we have our uh, our re- world-renowned director of training, John Fort, with us. So, John, how are you doing up in the Portland area? I'm doing good. Doing yes. Good. Yeah. You're not you're not just national now. You're international in terms of your your reach. So, uh, I'm I'm super pumped, John, because um, uh, you know one of the things that we've uh, really begun to dive into over the last year, especially, but even a little bit longer than that, has been trying to now help parents and help families to know how do we navigate um, the issue of sexuality in our culture from a biblical uh, standpoint. And I'm looking forward to uh, you know more of these segments um, on the radio program because I think there's a lot of parents out there that have a lot of questions about how, how do we do this. They're seeing so many things in the culture just kind of spinning out of control in terms of gender and sexuality, and they're they're panicking about what do I do with my children and when they come home from school with all these questions or all these things that they're introduced to. So this session we really want to focus on the fears, right? Helping parents deal with the fears. So how would you start us in this conversation of dealing with fears well, for parents? The first thing we have to understand, what are the fears? And as we broken, we realized we needed to know what they were. We assumed them. So we just went out and asked a bunch of parents with the question, why do you not talk to your kids about sex? I just assumed that you don't. And no one said, oh, we do. Right, yeah. (laughs) I know some parents are. So we've had 10 responses, different responses, types of responses. And basically, the majority of them could be divided into two categories. The vast majority of them were, they were afraid that that would somehow mess up their relationship with their kid. That's most of the questions. Mm. Eight out of the 10 questions or were about the responses, excuse me, were something that basically this is going to mess up my relationship with my kid. I don't want to do that. Um, the other one was it's too much work. Basically uh, we had some parents be honest. Say, I, I, it's just too much. It, it, it's overwhelming. So what I want to try to do is help parents understand neither one of those are true. There's one I just have to bring up. A parent said, I'm afraid if I teach my kid, God's design for sex, they might talk about it with their friends and their friends would make fun of them for believing that. Oh, wow. So can you imagine that there are parent, Christian parents that would rather their kid not understand God's design for sex and get all messed up 
than have their friends maybe tease them for what they believe. Which so, the irony in that, in that is if we actually are teaching our children um, a biblical worldview about anything, that part of walking with Jesus involves ridicule from yeah. those who are not walking with Jesus. <laughs> so it's kind of like there's an irony there of like, well, that's part of teaching your kids about God. Right. It, 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 is, it is tough. Um, so parents were worried about it might create distance between them and their kid. It might make my child uncomfortable. So these are the kind of things that we got. Um, however, we also have to ask the kids. Now, you can't ask little kids, but you can ask teenagers. So we also asked a bunch of Christian teenagers last spring about what their thoughts were. And the two, two big fears came from kids. And we're assuming that teenagers, you know, can speak for some younger kids better than adults can. The number one response that teenagers came back with, I'm afraid of talking to my parents because they will not understand how I feel. Mm. They don't think we understand what it feels like to be sexually tempted, um, which, of course, is ridiculous. But, the, right. but the, the, because sometimes we put off the air that we don't have problems, you know. Um, the second was interesting is I'll get in trouble for what I say. Mm. And what that they meant is not just they might not just what they say, like admitting what they've done, but they have a question, but they're afraid that even asking the question because they heard, let's say it's about transgenderism or something controversial, they're afraid it would upset their parents to even ask the question. Mm. So um, again, the kids like the parents are worried about the relationship. However, we went on with the kids and asked them some other questions. And basically one of the questions we asked was, what's the best way to teach kids? What do kids want the best way to actually learn about sex? Now we did not allow them. It was multiple choice. We didn't let them answer the internet because that's what they all would have said. Right. We know that that's not good. That's what they'll find out on the internet. Looking up anything about sex is not what we want them to find out. But we had videos and books and all kinds of different ideas. 82% of them said it's, we'd rather talk with an adult. Let's just pause on that for a second because I, I want that to sink in to the listeners and the viewers because I think there's a lot of parents that if you gave them 100 guesses would, would never have said that, that's the high, that that percentage would be that high that the kids actually want to talk to an adult about sexuality, about sexual mm -hmm. issues. Why do you think that is with parents, that they probably wouldn't guess that? Why, what are our assumptions, do you think, that are causing adults sometimes to think teens don't want to talk to adults about those types of topics? Well, maybe we remember that we couldn't imagine talking to our own parents about that. Mm. Um, but you have to understand things have changed. And parents talk with their kids about things that most of our parents didn't. Way more parents talk about feelings and emotions with their kids than ever happened when we were kids. So the teenagers, the kids today, not just teenagers, but all the kids, can see more potential for something as personal as sex being possible with parents, if that makes sense. That doesn't seem such an impossibility to them. As it have is. a conversation about that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Personal things don't aren't necessarily taboo. Um, sex still is, but um, it shouldn't be. But it is. So that that is. But mm. the other thing is, you can interact with an adult. You can't interact with a book or a video or some other teaching mechanism. Um, 
some of the questions was to read a book with an adult or to watch a video with an adult. No, they, they wanted to talk with an adult. They want that interaction, if that makes sense. Mm. And that is um, like 0% said they wanted to watch a video or read a book. None, that is not what they wanted. Now, parents might like can I just buy a book? I was going to say, that's typically the resources that parents then want to shove to their kids, right? Is just go read this book and, <laughs> and don't talk to me about it. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so so let me, them, let me, so let me, let's talking about that for just a second, that 82% of, of young people want to talk to an adult about um, sexual issues. Uh, I think that can be incredibly encouraging to our listeners who are having all these fears, all these parents who are having all these fears about talking to their kids is that they've got an eight and 10 shot of their child actually wanting to talk in some way about these issues with them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have, I have a couple of stories I'll tell a little later on, but I want to look a little more, but then we asked the teenagers, what do you want? What has to be true before you're willing to talk to your parents about sex. Um, and so, and we asked that open-ended and we had all kinds of questions and they fell into three categories. Number one, 47%, their answer had something to do with don't judge us for what we might say. Mm. In other words, I'm afraid of being honest with you, maybe about what I think, what I feel, the questions I have, but I need to know that you're going to let me say what I say to just as information, you know, to get that conversation started. You know, what's interesting to me about that, John, is that isn't that just a good uh, principle in all kind of communication? Yeah. It's like, just we, can, we, we can, we get, can we extend respect to that other person enough to say, get out whatever you need to say, and then we can talk about that, right? And so you're saying this, that these kids are feeling like, if I can just say what I need to say without there being judgment on what I'm saying then we can have a conversation. Is that kind of what you're seeing yeah, in that yeah. response? The other two responses were 50-50, 27% each, okay? So one was talk more openly at home. I said, we, we want to talk about everything more openly. I want to see you as parents. I want you to talk to me more openly about everything. And the other one was, I want you as a parent to be more honest about yourself, which is, of mm -hmm. course, what some of us parents are afraid of. <laughs> but that, it's like, will you be honest with me about you? Yeah. So th now, be, again, that was not multiple choice. This was an open-ended question. What do you want before talking about sex with your parents? This was done in, 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 anonymously on paper, but one 15-year-old boy just blurted out in front of everybody, we just want a punishment-free conversation. Wow. Wow. It was un, unrequested. And notice he said want. We want a punishment-free conversation. The fact is, here's the key. Talking to your kids about sex does not ruin your relationship. It makes it way stronger, way better. So now defend that. Okay. Try to, try to help me understand because, you know, you're saying one of the biggest fears that parents have, right, is that if I talk to my kids about these types of things, it's going to damage my relationship. It's going to hurt my relationship. What you're saying is that's not true. So now convince me. I'm a parent out there that's saying, I think it's going to ruin my relationship with my kids. What are you talking about? I, I like to, before we get into like the why, let's just look at some real stories. So a dad told me a month, within the last month, he had like an 11-year-old boy that was starting to, as we, as this sometimes happens, 11, 12, 13, 
was starting to get kind of surly, kind of, they weren't liking what they saw and how he acted and who he was hanging around. It just sort of kind of going sideways. And that was about the same time he had decided to um, start talking about sex with his son. He got the book, um, Father, Son, Accountability, um, and, and was starting to do that, which is, yeah, get some pretty deep stuff in there that you're, you're talking about. And at first, his son was not real happy about that conversation. But then he said, he pulled me aside the other day. So he said, you know what? A year later, this last year, that, that, that pushback lasted a short period of time. Goes, my son is a different person. It's like our relationship is so strong. He's so positive about life. He's so engaged with us. He goes, that completely changed our relationship mm. for the better. When his son had already started to go the other direction. Yeah. Another dad with a son about the same age, they started to read a book like that together. And he said, we didn't even get through the first chapter. And my son just turned to me and started unloading all these questions. And we never had, we just put the book away. We didn't need it anymore. Yeah. His kid was dying to ask questions. Here's another story. Dad takes his eight-year-old. Realize not some parents are thinking eight-year-old is way too young to talk about sex. No, not today. Um, so he decided he wanted his son to hear what sex was, the mechanics of sex from him, not from school or any place or any other, some older kid. See, what happens with kids is whenever kids learn what sex, how sex actually works, what do they do? They go tell all their friends, especially their younger friends. They want to impress right. them. So that's where kids usually learn about sex is from a friend. Um, so he wanted that not to happen. So he took his eight-year-old son out in an outing, and he told him how sex works. And his son's response was, wow, thanks for telling me. I'm glad I know something. Now I know something my friends don't know. That was his, that was his fault response. So like these, I'm just talking about dads and boys. That's right, what yeah. we talk with. The same thing could happen with women and girls. It's like when we're open about this and talk about feelings and all that kind of stuff, what it does is the kid says, wow, you... You've never talked to me about anything that personal. See, it's different to just blurt out a bunch of facts about sex. That's not what I'm talking about. But talking about how we feel and the confusion we have and the, you know, I, I don't understand these feelings, you know, this kind of stuff, especially when we as parents open up as, with that. Um, those kinds of questions, those kinds of discussions are just so much deeper than what we've had before that the kids feel very valued that we chose to share that with them and talk with them. Yeah. And it sounds like this, this fear then that parents have, that this is going to ruin my relationship. It gets, it's get, it begins to get way overblown in the mind, right. Of the parent. Well, and the then it starts too. to become like a monster that I think I can't possibly go, you know, deal with this. And what I heard, what I hear in that story, especially with the, uh, uh, the, the boy, you know, the, the dad who they couldn't even get through the first chapter and then all these questions come out is it's almost like it's a, it's sort of a paper mache wall, you know, it might have an image of a gigantic, you know, monster on it, but you can kind of just poke your finger through it if you're willing to just go through it. Right. I mean, just get started and we'll get, I guess we'll get to some practical applications here in a bit in terms of what parents can do. Um, but what right. about some of these other key fears then that parents have, you know, you had the, it's going to ruin my relationship. And the other one was, it's too much work. So here's the, that, that I'm glad you brought it up because I would have forgot to talk about it. Um, we are not asking parents to do more work. We're not asking you to reinvent the wheel. We're asking parents to do different work. All of the research actually for quite some time now is that 
parents, when you watch the number of hours that mothers and fathers spend with their kids, like interacting with their kids, has dramatically increased over the last two generations, well, three generations. So fathers in particular spend four times more hours with their kids than their fathers did with them. You don't need to spend more time with your kids. You're already spending all the time you need to. The, the, the question is, um, well, in general, parents are, what do you talk about? Okay, and let me give you an example. One of the best places to talk about sex is when you're driving your kid somewhere in the car. Yeah. You, you're, you gotta talk about something. And it means you don't have to look at each other. It's not so awkward. Save your most awkward conversations for in the car. That's a, that's one. <laughs> is that parenting 101, like rule right, one? Yeah, one yeah. And it makes it just easier on everybody. They can't leave, you know, they're, yeah. they're stuck with you. And, you know, it, but, but, you know, it, there's a distraction kind of that keeps, you don't have to stare at each other. Yeah, so. no, that's good. So then the other thing I'm hearing too, and that idea of it's too much work is, is just, uh, we're not, I think some of the thoughts that parents have is because again, on the one hand, they think I've got this gigantic issue that is scary for me to think that I've got to deliver everything that my child needs to know about sex and feelings and sexuality and all of that. And then, and then couple that with, so when they think of that, right, they think that's a huge issue. Then they start trying to work that out in their minds of like, how do they go through you know, disseminating that information to their child, that's where I think they start creating thoughts of what that's going to look like. And it's usually like, well, how many books am I going to have to read with my kid? And how many, you know, think of it like how many programs am I going to have to start in helping my kid? And what you're saying is much more of an integrative model. You're already spending time with your kids. It's more of like a shift of two degrees rather than 90 degrees, right? Right, right. Yeah. So the, the one thing is, um, that's really important to understand is so, so that it's the relationship that matters, not so much that all the information you're not forgetting to tell them some special piece of information. Really, really focus on. And so it, it is just as important to talk about your feelings. As a matter of fact, if you've never talked about anything personal ever to your kids, maybe the best idea isn't to sit them down and start talking about sex. That might be too jarring. Start with talking about your feelings. And there's all kinds of exercises and things you can do and ideas and conversations around that. You don't have to think of those. Um, that's the, the book on this talk that we sell. Every chapter has those conversations all set out for you with kids of different ages. And so it's not just, a, you, first of all, you have to build that, that um, personal, that we talk about personal things in this house. And um, what I find usually that's the biggest problem in a family is that they haven't got to that point yet. Well, if you think it, about it, doesn't mean well, clear. It, you might all get along great. You go to the zoo or to the park and you have a great time, but nobody ever talks about the bad thing that happened to you, what the friends did to you that day or called you or said to you, whether that's at work or school or your or at church or wherever. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I think it's, it's what I'm hearing you say is you, you've got to enter somewhere, right? And so maybe the parent out there that is, that is feeling so overwhelmed by this conversation, they're thinking of like, I've got to jump to, you know, the 10th step instead of realizing what you're saying is, hey, start 
where you just haven't gone before, which is if you've never shared a feeling with your child, share a feeling, right? I mean, share something along those yeah. lines. So come home. So let's say an example is at work or at church or something, something happens that hurts our feelings as the parent, the adult. We share that with our kids. This thing happened and this is how I'm feeling. You're not doing it to the kid to fix it. You're just saying, I'm demonstrating to you what it looks like to share our feelings when something happens. And, um, and then talk about that. And so that kind of sets up, number one, we're opening up and our kid's like, wow, you never shared anything that personal before. And, that, and, and you chose to share that with me and I'm just a kid. And so that, that begins to open that door um, with. So some things that you can do is start off with, when we see our kids, maybe they can't talk. Let's maybe they come home, they're looking depressed and some friend made fun of them. They're having a hard time talking about that. So dragging that out of them, say, well, we're not, think of a time when our friends made fun of us and talk about that, how we felt and what we did and that kind of thing like that. Do that a lot. Then the conversations that come when we do get to the sex thing is, let me tell you about the first time I saw porn, how that happened. Let me tell you about how I learned about sex and which probably isn't a good story and how that right. Um, let me tell you about a question I had about sex when I was your age that I didn't know who to ask or I didn't know how to find out the, the, the answer to. Um, those kinds of sharing, that's that, remember what the teenager said? They want us to talk more openly at home and be more right. honest about ourselves. That's how we do that. Well, you know, it makes me think of, um, you know, I think about my own childhood, but then I also think about, you know, when, when my kids have been, were growing up and when, when I would talk with them about my childhood or when my parents would talk with me about their childhood, there was, there was something of an automatic connection there in the sense of like, if I, and if you think about this, at least in my home, the stories that come up over and over again in my own house are often the stories that I've told my kids about my childhood, because then what, what they were able to do is they were able to connect with that. So on the one hand, we're probably already doing some of that because, hey, we're sharing all either the funny stories when we were a kid or we're sharing the accomplishments when we were a kid and those kind of things. And maybe we just need to add this other layer of, can we share also about the brokenness that even happened? And obviously we want to do that in age appropriate ways, but I know that it's made a huge difference in, in my son's life for him to know what I was like at 10 and 14 and 18. You know what I mean? So that it's kind of like, oh, okay, so you were a stupid teenager too. You know, it's like there's something of a, like I become real to him as a human being, not some kind of pedestal parent. And that's yeah, let me tell you how this can go wrong. My, my father's passed away now, but he told us stories about his childhood. He grew up in a really horrific childhood. His mother was bedridden by the time he was nine. His dad was an alcoholic and things were not pretty. Um, but he would tell all these wild stories of things that happened while he was laughing. Oh, he, never wow. once, he never once talked about feeling hurt. One, yeah, how it hurt and like wondering why his dad beat him and why, mm -hmm. why did this happen? He never, and so unfortunately what that built when I was a little kid is an image of I can never be my dad because man, I look what he went through and it didn't phase him. Oh, wow, I yeah. Handle. We need to let our kids understand things phased us a lot. We were impacted a lot by things when we were kids, even the simplest things. They need to hear that. Do not set ourselves up like we were some kind of rock that just had no problem getting through life. Because that's not true for anybody. Well, and, that's, and, and that gets to a whole other point, right? You were talking about feelings 
Mm-hmm. Right. You're talking about the importance of even helping our children understand their feelings. Well, if we don't know how to tap into our own feelings and express them in appropriate ways, then our kids aren't necessarily ha- having it modeled for them of how do you express sadness? How do you express grief? You know, if, if, if they're not, if we're like doing that either behind closed doors or just wearing a mask, that creates all kinds of other confusion. So that when those feelings do come up in our child, man, sex, porn, those kind of things can become an easy outlet for those mm-hmm. feelings that they then too can learn how to wear the mask around other people, but go to their porn or go to something else um, to try to let those feelings out. This is another area where parents could feel like it's too much work. If parents like, I don't even understand my own feelings. How can I both tell my kids with theirs? The reality is, is you don't have to. You can, that's, that is something you can learn together with your kids. Mm. So whether it's with the book Honest Talk or some other book about emotions and feelings, this is, this is one case where it's not the case where we have to get it down first. We can do yes. that side yeah. by side with our kids. The same activities a kid we all do together. Here's one. So you can go to the internet and look up feelings charts, and there's a zillion of them. We have them in the book, but they're everywhere. And it's a picture, a page with a whole bunch of faces and names of all kinds of feelings. We'll print one of those out. And it doesn't matter what age your kids are. You sit around the table and let one of the kids pick out a feeling. Then at dinner, everybody go around and tell a time when they felt that way. That is, and what did you do? And then maybe talk about what would have been a better thing to do. You know, and th- th- that, kind of, that exercise is actually made for little kids. But counselors tell me they do that with adults all the time. I was, I was about to say, I'm like, I could probably rattle off a dozen people just off the top of my head that I think we could all benefit from that exercise, you know, and that's, and, and you know what, I, I, I don't want to be flippant about that because I think it's important for us to realize that no matter where we are in life in terms of age or whatever else, if we understand what life is really all about, then aren't we all actually in a process of growth and learning? We need to always be growing, right? So would you say now, John, that you don't, you would have, there, there could be no possible benefit for you to ever look at a feelings chart? No. Or would you say, you know, that's even ongoing because of the stage of life you're in, right? Let me tell you the interesting thing that happened with us. Cause we, my wife and I, um, we started our own healing process, uh, 27, 28 years ago. Um, our kids were, our first daughter had just been born. My son hadn't even been born. When they were very, very young, we realized our biggest problem, both for her and her brokenness, and she had had some terrible things happen to her as a kid, and me and my own addictions that I developed, were all based around not knowing how to deal with feelings. So when we talked to our kids, very young, we started teaching them about feelings, what to do with them. By the time our kids were 10, 11 years old, they were better at it than we were. And they were telling us, now, mom, dad, you know, that's not a good way to, you know, it's like... (laughs) And, and, and so the fact is when we start stuff like the entire sex is the same way when we start these conversations when they're young they become native to it that's their native language when we as parents it will always be a second language to us yeah and so, so this this kind of this kind of thing so but john the, we're the feeling oh go ahead sorry i was gonna say we're about out of time so what are some what are some final uh words of encouragement that you would offer to some parents and also just pointing them towards some resources that could be helping them to, to really overcome these fears and engage their kids in healthy ways. Yeah. So, um, the, 
you, you asked me a question that I didn't have. I gotta look something up here while you're while you're doing this. Very very unprofessional, but you asked me a question I didn't expect. So I'm gonna say um, the again. The reality of this is that this isn't more work. It's just different work. Now, yes, you may have to read a book or something like that, but I mean, you're already reading books. You're already, again, this isn't more work. It's a different work. So pick something um, about, to do that. The, the, as far as the, the, another thing to look up is go to the Be Broken website and the family, just click on the picture family and um, look for videos. And there is um, a video on the video for parents page, obstacles or opportunities. And Ann Kerr from True North Freedom Project does a phenomenal job of walking through this topic in, in more detail about helping parents see this is not an obstacle. It, it's yeah. an opportunity for you to get to know your kid in a way, a relationship. I mean, let me just tell you with my own kids, Jonathan, you know, you have a daughter and a son and they're in their 20s now. If we hadn't had talked to them about sex when they were younger, we would not have the kind of relationship we do now. We have a very, very deep relationship with our kids that I just don't see other places. And it's because we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there, there's a foundation that can be laid there. Now, this doesn't, this doesn't uh, remove all you know, hope for parents who maybe their kids are later teens or they're already in their 20s. I do believe that no matter where you know, a parent is in the process of parenting their kids, things can always be started in terms of conversation, right? There can always be growth yeah. in conversation. We had a guy who went through Gateway to Freedom and started doing this with his 26-year-old son. Yeah. And yeah. that changed their relationship. I mean, it is never too late. Yeah. So tell people real quickly about the Honest Talk book and how they can get access to that because that is a book that will help them even navigate these types of conversations. So on the Be Broken website, on the resources page, you should see books and there'll be the Honest Talk. It's a yellow book. Um, and it's also on Amazon. You can look up Honest Talk by John Fort. Um, and they'd come up that way. Um, and this is a, uh, this has uh, resources where it's, that's what it's about, how to talk to your kids about sex um, from age five to 18. And so no matter where your kid is, you can jump in and, and get some. It has at the end of every chapter for that age group, it has conversation starters. You, you know, it does all the work for you. Yeah. Well, John, thanks. We always appreciate your, your expertise in this field. And I know that it's, it's been helping a lot of parents. So thanks for your time. Thank you. And listeners, of course, we're always glad that you're with us. And uh, we hope that you will, you will really uh, dive into some of these resources. I highly recommend the Honest Talk book. There's also resources on our website to uh, be able to link to some online courses for parents. They also have helpful information as well. Um, but we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.